Hello, and welcome to another episode of Fireside Poems. I'm Dr. J. Today, I'll be reading from Longfellow's The Building of the Ship. The Building of the Ship is a poem of over 400 lines, so I'll just be reading two passages from it. The Building of the Ship brings together three of Longfellow's favorite subjects, ships, craftsmanship, and young love. A fourth subject, one Longfellow felt strongly about but did not often write about, emerges, though, as the most important, the American nation. And it's for my concerns today, for the future of America, that I choose it for this week's episode. The building of the ship was published in 1850, as the United States was becoming more and more bitterly divided over the issue of slavery. The building of the ship speaks not to the issue of slavery, though, which Longfellow had already addressed five years earlier in his poems on slavery, but to the continuation of the Union itself. The building of the ship begins with the commissioning of a new ship by a merchant, who addresses his request to the shipbuilding master. The master then determines to build the best ship to ever sail the seas. He has a young apprentice who loves and is loved by the master's daughter. The master and apprentice will work together on the ship, and the building process occupies the bulk of the poem, as one might expect from the poem's title. Let's listen as the master shares the plans for the ship with the apprentice. From the Building of the Ship by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow Thus, said he, will we build this ship. Lay square the blocks upon the slip, and follow well this plan of mine. Choose the timbers with greatest care. Of all that is unsound beware, for only that which is sound and strong to this vessel shall belong. Cedar of Maine and Georgia pine here together shall combine. A goodly frame and a goodly fame and the union be her name. For the day that gives her to the sea shall give my daughter unto thee. Here begins to emerge the poem's larger concern, the United States itself. The name of the ship will be the union, the master says, because the day it goes from dry dock to the ocean will also be the day his daughter and the apprentice will marry. But throughout the poem, here included, the Americanness of the ship is emphasized. It will be built from Maine cedar and Georgia pine, drawing on the good resources of all the country, not just one region or another. The white, blue, and red of the American flag is unfurled from the masthead. Even the ship's figurehead is both humbly and proudly American. It was not shaped in a classic mold, Longfellow writes, not like a nymph or goddess of old or naiad rising from the water, but modeled from the master's daughter. At last the ship is complete, and at the master's signal, sledgehammers knock away the supports, and the ship slides into the water, marrying the sea just as the master's daughter will marry the apprentice. But rather than ending there, Longfellow adds a coda to the poem to make clear his thought. Thou too sail on, O ship of state, sail on, O union strong and great, 
Humanity, with all its fears, with all its hopes of future years, is hanging breathless on thy fate. We know what master laid thy keel, what workman laid thy ribs of steel, who made each mast and sail and rope, what anvils rang, what hammers beat, in what a forge and what a heat were shaped the anchors of thy hope. Fear not each sudden sound and shock, Tis of the wave and not the rock. Tis but the flapping of the sail and not the rent made by the gale. In spite of rock and tempest's roar, in spite of false lights on the shore, sail on nor fear to breast the sea. Our hearts, our hopes are all with thee. Our hearts, our hopes, our prayers, our tears, our faith triumphant o'er our fears are all with thee, are all with thee. This is the reassurance Longfellow wants to give his fellow citizens, as their nation seems to be coming apart. Fear not each sound and shock. The collision isn't with rock that can sink us, but only with a wave that we can breast, no matter how large. The mainsail isn't ripped asunder, but only flapping in the gale. False lights won't lure us on to the rocks. I pray again today that this reassurance is so, but I pray with a tremulous heart, and the reason isn't far to seek. It's in the poem itself. In the first passage I read, the master instructs the apprentice to choose the timber for the ship with greatest care. Of all that is unsound, beware. For only that which is sound and strong to this vessel shall belong. But such wasn't the case, as Longfellow well knew, having written his poems on slavery only five years earlier, in which he urged the South to give up slavery, which now, as he is writing the building of the ship, he knows they haven't done. The unsound timber of slavery had been built knowingly into America, in Philadelphia in 1787. It took 70 years and a bitter war to abolish the slavery the Constitution had sanctioned, but the rot in the timber remained. We've patched as best we've could while at sea in the decades since the abolition of slavery, but our ship still flounders from the racism and bitter sectionalism that slavery was based on and that still continues. If we want to say that God was the master who laid our keel, as Longfellow suggests, we must acknowledge now that we didn't follow his instruction to choose only timber strong and sound to build upon that keel. I still have hope, though, that my prayer for the nation today will be answered. We have stowed in our hold plenty of timber sound and strong, good Maine cedar and good Georgia pine that we would carry across the ocean to other lands to put this good timber to use for ourselves will take more effort than we've made so far. We may have to return to our great harbor and haul ourselves up onto dry dock to swap it in for the timber that proved unsound. But we have the strength and can find the patriotic resolve to do it if we choose to. To find and sustain that strength and patriotism and resolve, we can turn to Longfellow's Coda once more. 
Thou too sail on, O ship of state, sail on, O union strong and great, humanity with all its fears, with all the hopes of future years, is hanging breathless on thy fate. We know what master laid thy keel, what workmen laid thy ribs of steel, who made each mast and sail and rope, what anvils rang, what hammers beat, in what a forge and what a heat were shaped the anchors of thy hope. Fear not each sudden sound and shock, tis of the wave and not the rock, tis but the flapping of the sail, and not the rent made by the gale. In spite of rock and tempest's roar, in spite of false lights on the shore, sail on nor fear to breast the sea, our hearts, our hopes, are all with thee. Our hearts, our hopes, our prayers, our tears, our faith triumphant o'er our fears, are all with thee, are all with thee. In his biography of President Lincoln, Carl Sandburg tells the story of Lincoln in the early days of the Civil War. Early in the war, Sandburg writes, a newspaper clipping of a speech delivered in New York came into Lincoln's hand, and at its close his eyes caught lines from Longfellow's The Building of the Ship, beginning, Thou too sail on, O ship of state, sail on, O union strong and great. His private secretary, John George Nicolay, was surprised at the way these lines hit the president. He seemed to be reading them for the first time, and as Nicolay had memorized the piece in school, he recited it to Lincoln to the last lines. Our hearts, our hopes, our fears, our tears, our faith triumphant o'er our fears. These lines, Sandberg continues, stirred something deep in Lincoln. His eyes were full of tears and his cheeks were wet, Nicolay recalled. He did not speak for some minutes, but finally said with simplicity, it is a wonderful gift to be able to stir men like that. It is a gift Lincoln and Longfellow shared. I hope you enjoyed these passages from the building of the ship, and that you'll join me again next week for another episode of Fireside Poems, and visit this podcast website, firesidepoems.com, where you'll find previous episodes and also my email address. I'd love to hear from you to learn a little bit about who you are and what you like as you join me each week by the fireside.